Welcome to JFC Church Sunday morning sermon. Um, today we're going to continue from what we were talking about in the past three weeks. This is our fourth week. We've been talking about how to move forward. So we looked at three important things that we need to do. We need to incorporate into our lives if we are going to move forward. Moving forward is an integral part of what it means to be a child of God, what it means to be a person, what it means to be a human being. A lot of people can be stuck at certain point of their life and without being able to move forward and missed out on the great opportunities the Lord has laid out before them. You see, we looked at the story of the Israelites and how their journey took them to the promised land. And I feel like every Christian, every believer, follower of Christ Jesus is on this journey of reaching that promised land to be with Jesus. But on, but on this journey, we all get to take initiative to go forward, to move forward. And more than one time, there's a lot of things that's going to try to hold us back. There's a lot of things that the enemy will do to hinder us from going forward unless we figured out those things and allow the Holy Spirit to empower us, to give us strength, to go forward and apply the things we're learning. I feel like we are going to continue to miss the things that were meant for us to do or meant to be. Uh, before we go forward and talk about um, the fourth thing today, I want us to pray quickly to ask the Holy Spirit to teach us this morning. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity right now to speak your word. And I pray, Father, that you give me the authority and the ability to communicate your word effectively. And I pray that everyone that watches this, everyone that hears this message will be blessed and strengthened through your spirit. We honor you for today. Take care of the rest of the moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we looked at three things in the past three weeks. Uh, the first thing was forgiveness. A lot of people, a lot of us are stuck because we are, we are unable to forgive and let go of the things that is holding us back. Forgiveness is about letting go. Sometimes what you need to forgive, who you need to forgive is not somebody else, but you yourself. You need to let go of the things that you've done or regret or the people that hurt you. Forgiveness is the key for any person to move forward. Number two, we said faith. Faith goes against fear. Uh, sometimes a lot of us are hold back and not unable to move forward because of fear. The fear of unknown, the fear of failure, the fear of uh, different things the enemy brings into our mind and into our lives is holding us back. And Jesus wants to take you forward, but it takes faith to believe in Jesus Christ, to believe in what God can do through you. Faith is not so much about what God can do, it's about what God can do for you or through you at the moment. A lot of us have this kind of faith. Oh, God is able to do anything, but is he able to do that in your life? In fact, we make excuses saying like, no, Lord, I know you can do all this, but me, you know, I, I am the problem. No, it's not about you. It's about his ability. Even when you say, but me, but me, when you make it about you, that's a lack of faith. Faith says he can do the impossible. Even when unbelief can start to pop up into your life and hold you back, you got to say, we got to say, Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. But without faith, it is impossible to go forward. Faith, trusting in what God could do in your life right now is the key. Number three, last week we talked about how to focus on Jesus Christ. We looked at Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1 and 2, he is the author and finisher of our faith. So it says, fix your eyes on him. 
look at Him. By looking at Him, by making our focus on Him, and not everything that's going up and down around us, we get to go cruise through this journey. We're going to continue from that, and we're going to talk about a story that we started last week, and I promise that we'll continue to talk about the story of Peter walking on the water. If we, can, if we can go to Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to verse 33, we'll find this story. If you take notes, the fourth step to go forward is to believe in second chances. Believe in the second chances. Verse 22 of Matthew chapter 14. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, uh, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. He said, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, I love Peter. I love his courage. I love his enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. I love this guy. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Everybody's mortified and the fact that they saw Jesus walking on the water, this, this figure walking on the water, and everybody saying, this is a ghost, they're terrified. In the midst of this fear, Jesus said, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And everybody's just trying to figure out what's happening. But Peter, being Peter, he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Tell me to walk on the water. Let me do what you do. Tell me to come to you on the water. If it's you, let me go towards you. And Jesus said, come, he said. Now, this is where the story gets interesting. And I know a lot of you guys are familiar with this story. But I want you to remember what happened the first thing, uh, first thing in this story. Most of our initial journeys begin with courage, faith, and excitement like Peter. Most of our journeys, when we start, when we move forward, when we start going, started like Peter. Peter just realized that Jesus was walking on the water, and he got excited. He was so encouraged. That's Jesus walking on the water. He's seen what he just did a day ago. He fed 5,000 people. He's seen Jesus doing a lot of miracles, but this is a whole height of miracles that he'd never seen. He was walking on the water. And out of that excitement, out of that courage, out of that faith, Peter said, Tell me to, to walk if it's you. And Jesus said, yes, come. And Peter, get out of the boat. The boat that was just being hit by water, by the waves. That were, he was scared, trying to save his life in two. He got out of that boat, and he started walking towards Jesus. Like most of us, he started this journey with full of faith and courage and excitement. Then Peter got down out of the boat, the Bible says, walked on the water, came forward to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? A man walking on the water. Something impossible. A moment ago, people were terrified, couldn't understand why Jesus walking, was walking on the water. Now Peter was doing it. 
Now Peter was doing it. I just want you to take a moment and look at your past life. I think a lot of times we can't go forward because we don't remember what the Lord has done in our lives. We only remember the things we did not do. We only remember the things that we failed because we have this enemy that reminds us of all the bad things that happened into our life, the wrong things, that, the things that went wrong in our past. But if we take a moment just to see what the Lord has done, man, that can give you courage and faith and hope to move forward. This Peter walked on the water. He did what was impossible. If there are moments in your life where you thought things were impossible and you made it through because of God's grace and God's power, if there are moments in your life where you just go back and think you've done things because of your faith in the Lord, your courage in the Lord, because of the excitement you had about the Lord, let that be an encouragement to your future as well. But clearly, that wasn't the case with our brother Peter. He walked towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and, begin, and, be, uh, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. See, last week we talked about how to focus on Jesus Christ. He was looking at Jesus. He was walking on this water. Is that you? Is that you? Call me to walk. Let me walk with you. And he's walking. And then the Bible says, but he saw the wind. When the wind started hitting him, he looked around. His focus was shifted from Christ to the surrounding, to the situation, to what was happening around him. Now this caused him to be imbalanced. This caused him to lose his faith. This caused him to lose his, his, his excitement and courage. And the Bible says he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. I think halfway through your journey in this life, halfway through your journey in whatever God has called you to do and what you're doing right now, reality hits you. The reality of the ground hits you. When the reality hits you, and sometimes it causes you to lose your faith. What happened on, the, on that ground, what happened, I'm sorry, not ground, on that lake was something that was already happening as he was stepping into the water. It's not something that started new. What changed was Peter's focus shifted from that excitement, that courage, that hope, that faith that he had on Christ when the testing comes, when the things around him start to shift, and then when the reality of the, ground, the, the, the lake that he was standing on started to hit him, he started, lose, he started to lose ground. He started to lose his hope and his faith and his courage, and he, he began to sink. What you do in that moment really defines the kind of man or woman you are going to be. Especially as a believer, what you do in that moment really matters. Are you going to um, cry out and move on, or are you going to stay quiet and go down? What are you going to do in that moment? And clearly, Peter did something significant. The Bible says he cried out to Jesus, help me. He said, Lord, save me. Verse 31, immediately, wow, I love this. I love this. As soon as he saw, save me, as soon as he said, save me, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. You of little faith. He said, why did you doubt? So he's telling him, what you were standing, the reason you were standing on the water because, was because of your faith, because your focus was on me. Your doubt and your fear is causing you to experience these things, but I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. And then what happened, verse 32, and when they climbed into the boat, so literally the Bible does not tell us that Jesus carried Peter, but he caught him. 
He caught him and he laid him and they walked back into the boat. The wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. See, you got to believe in second chances. Right after he was sinking, he cried out and he asked for help. When Jesus came back and he picked him up, he let him walk back into that boat on the water. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just because you fell once doesn't mean you can't do it again. The Bible says the righteous falls seven times and rises up seven times. The Bible is full of stories that failed, but again, that got up and moved on. That sinned, but that got up and moved on. That, that, that made terrible mistakes, but that raised again, that rose again and moved on. The Bible is full of a story of men and women that took second chances on God's plan, on God's purpose, on God's divine interference in their life. They took those second chances. I just want to encourage you today as we hear this morning that you believe again there is a second chance no matter your circumstance, no matter your situation is. God is a God of second chances. Until we believe we still have a chance we're going to let despair dismantle us. We're going to let despair hold us, hold us back. We've got to believe that there's a second chance for everyone. Oswald Chambers, in his book, My Outmost for His Highest, says, never let the sense of past failure defeat your next step. I'm going to repeat that one more time. He said, never let the sense of your past failure defeat your next step. I wonder how many of us have been, have, been, have been letting our past failures defeat our next step. But the Bible is clear that God believes in second chances. I feel like God always knows you're not going to make it on every first step all the time. Sometimes you're going to have to try again. Sometimes you're going to have to redo again. Sometimes you need to get up again. In fact, people who have experienced, experienced failing and getting up and moving on are people who are humble enough to serve others and to understand other people when they make mistakes. We can talk about a lot of men and women in the Bible that are really, really messed up. One of them is David. David really, really messed up with God. When he murdered a man and slept with his wife and, and, and impregnated her, it's just he made a lot of mess. And God was mad at him. God was angry. He told him, I made you a king over Israel. Israel. I took you out of a place being a shepherd. I make you a king. I made you a king. I did all this for you. If you asked me for more, I could have given you any more. Why would you take something that's not yours? He knew he messed up. He knew he messed up. And the Bible says he cried out before the Lord. He fasted and prayed, asked for God's mercy. And then, I'm just going to go forward. But he got up again. The Bible literally says, and then he got up and he washed his face. He cleaned, he changed his clothes, and he moved on. At some point, believing in second chance. At some point, believing in God's mercy. At some point, believing in God himself means being able to get up and to move forward. In believing in second chances. I want us to look at other story from Matthew chapter 26, verse 43 to 46, where we experience Jesus literally telling his disciples how to move on, how to go forward. Matthew chapter 26, verse 43 to verse 46. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. 
Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of the sinners. Verse 46, he says, Rise, let us go. The story right here is that Jesus took a few of the disciples with him right before um, uh, he was going to be captured and, and be crucified. And he took these few disciples with him, and he asked them, Hey, can you, can you stay alert? Can you watch with me? Can you stay awake with me? I'm about to pray. I'm, I'm going to experience the worst thing in my entire life. And can you just be a support to me? And, and the disciples uh, failed at it. Not once, not twice, three times. Every time he comes to them, he says, hey, get up and, and stay awake, pray, and, and keep watch. And they just go back to sleep. They were just too tired. For whatever the reason, they just couldn't do it. You can understand the kind of place they were in and how they feel at that moment. They failed Christ over and over and over again. And he's telling them, this is the hour. This is the hour. The enemy is about to come, and I'm going to get captured. This is what's going to happen. He's crying on his praying. He, they know it's a tough moment, but they just miserably failed. One of the things that happen when you don't do what you're supposed to do is despair hits you. You become so in despair that you don't want to do anything. And here, Jesus' first word, hey, you're still sleeping. You're still resting, but get up. And he says, rise, let's go. Say, rise, let's go. I think we sometimes let lost opportunities hold us back. Some opportunities are gone. You can't do anything about it. You, the disciples are not going to have this moment ever again. They're not going to have this moment where Jesus would say, can you stay awake with me? Can we pray? I need you. They're not going to have this moment ever again. That opportunity is gone. And sometimes people are caught in the opportunities they missed with God, with ministry, with people, with jobs, with education, with relationships, with past relationships. They just hang on to an opportunity that was gone. But Jesus is saying to you, rise and let's go. There is no point of staying in despair of the things that has happened in the past that you no longer have strength or ability to change. It is gone. Let's move on. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is really important that we understand. We understand God gives us a second chance to move on, but might not be the same opportunity. It might not be the same opportunity, but it will give you a second chance to move on and to make a difference. You might not be there praying for with Jesus, staying awake with Jesus, but you might be able to do with somebody else. You need to move on if that's going to happen. So Jesus said, he didn't, he didn't take moments. He didn't take this moment and preach to them. He just said, rise, let's go. Time to go. Let's go. Nothing you can do about it. Isn't Jesus beautiful? Isn't Jesus beautiful? Let's take you to one more story and we'll finish off with that. John chapter 5, verse 2 to 9. I'm just trying to depict how the Bible is clear and full of second chances and how the Bible encourages us to go forward in the situations and, uh, and problems that tries to hold us back. Verse 2. John chapter 5, verse 2 to 9. Now there in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethsida, which has five roofed col colleges, 
and this lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. Invalid means he was paralyzed, basically. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I am going another steps down before me, Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once this man, at once this man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. So this is, this is what's happening right now. In this place called Bethsaida, um, uh, the, the pool will be moved uh, like waves by the angel once in a while. And, and there was a belief that whoever jumps into that pool, the first person to jump into that pool, will be healed. And, and that's what they do. But this guy being a paralyzed person, he clearly cannot jump into the water first before everybody. And he's been in this situation for 38 years. His history and his experience have totally blinded him from the great opportunity God has brought into his door at the moment. Here is Jesus healer of every kind of sickness in the land, comes to him and he asks him a question. Do you want to be healed? But he goes into this conversation. Well, like, you know, my situation is different. See, everybody jumps before me. I've tried this. Oh, I've done this. I prayed. I don't know if prayer works anymore for me. You know, I've given my tithe. You know, I've done this. I've done that. I even talked to the pastor. I even did that. My situation is bad. I went to counseling. I've done this. Like, I've tried everything. And this man started opening his mouth and, his mouth and trying to explain to Jesus how big his problem was. How big his problem was. Jesus wasn't there asking him, how much is your problem? Jesus was there asking him, what do you want? What you want is healing, so say. That's what Jesus is saying. I'm telling you, there's a lot of times where we think our problem is so huge, and we keep thinking about that, and we are unable to move forward. You know, sometimes the best way to get up is to get up. Sometimes the best way to move on is to move on. Sometimes the best way to go forward is to go forward, especially when God is releasing his grace to do that in our lives. I'm telling you, there are moments and days in my life where I know God is giving me full of strength and power to do something. And there are moments that I neglected that in that opportunity. And there are moments that I've seen that making a difference. And you know this in your life. When you know God has sent the right people into your, your life, God has spoken the right word, you got up and you hear him, God is speaking to you. Your spirit is excited and God is giving you all the power that you need to make steps, then make steps. That's what was happening in this moment. Jesus was ready to release his grace, but this guy won't talk about his problem. You know what Jesus said to him? Jesus' reply to his entire narrative of his situation was, get up, take up your bed, and walk. It wasn't a doctrinal teaching. It wasn't a prayer meeting. It wasn't anything. He was telling him, you need to get up. He said, I can't get up. You need to get up. The best solution for you right now, because I'm giving you the grace, is to get up. And then take up your bed. Literally work. Do something. In fact, you will see this man getting in trouble because he was carrying his bed on a day of Sabbath because he, that was considered work. 
So Jesus told them, get up, do something, work, and then walk. This guy was unable to walk. His problem was walking. He was in battle for 38 years of his life. Now, in order for him to experience what he didn't have, the ability to walk, he needs to get up and he needs to do something. I think God is saying that to you today. God is saying you need to get up and you need to do something. Whatever that small step is, take initiative right now. Whatever that small step is, take that step. It's only when you get up, when you take step, that God's grace will give you a second chance. We don't know if this man felt the power before he get up. All we know is he get up and he was able to get up. So whatever your situation is, you don't know what you're able to do until you do it. Especially if you feel like God is speaking to you right now. Take step right away. Don't delay. Don't make appointments. Just get up and do whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. is, Take step. Whatever the Holy Spirit is saying to you at the back of your mind, give that recognition and take step. And I believe your best is yet to come. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you have benefited. If you want to let us know that you're listening or you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at jfc.church. I hope you will have a wonderful week. Stay blessed.